Alrighty, everybody. Welcome to the Barca Blogger on this podcast. My name is Josh. Hope everyone is having a wonderful day. This I'm recording this on the eve of Thanksgiving. Um, for those of you that are not American, it's a holiday we celebrate in the United States. Uh, it has some significance in meeting. Um, there is a lot of unhealthy history with Thanksgiving and kind of how it came to be about. Um, this isn't a history podcast, so I'm not going to get into it. But nevertheless, it's it's um, to look at it positively, it's a time to be thankful, to spend time with family and friends. This year is obviously a little bit different um, due to COVID-19. Nevertheless, wanted to get together, record a quick podcast before um, I take a short break for the next few days. Uh, starting off with some somber news. So Diego Maradona passed away today at the age of 60. Um, he suffered a heart attack at his home in Buenos Aires. He, of course, you know, famously played for Boca Juniors, Barcelona, and Napoli. Uh, won the World Cup in 1986 for Argentina. Uh, led the f- um, them to the final in 1990. Um, was obviously an incredible player with a very uh, checkered personal life and uh, post prime that I think definitely was affected by some of his personal decisions. Nevertheless, a legendary football player, a magician to watch, someone that I think a lot of people um, are reminded of when Messi does certain things. Um, he's just, he was the greatest. And I'm, you know, disappointed I didn't get to see him um, live. I, I or see him like, you know, I, I wasn't alive when he was playing. Uh, so I just get to see YouTube clips. So it's hard to really understand the full magnitude of kind of the player he was. Uh, the documentary, Diego Maradona, I think it's, it's, it might just be called Maradona that came out um, either this year or last year. I've seen bits and pieces of it, and now this makes me just need to go, I need to go just watch the whole thing. Um, apparently does a very good job of kind of painting the picture of who he was as a person and as a footballer. So uh, Messi and some other Barcelona players pay tribute to him. Messi said, quote, a very sad day for all Argentine, all Argentines. I think it's I think it's pronounced Argentines because Argentinian Argentines. Sorry, a very sad day for all Argentines in football. He leaves us but does not leave because Diego is eternal. I keep all the beautiful moments lived with him, and I send my condolences to all his family and friends. Uh, Carlos Puyol, rest in peace, friend. A very strong hug for your family and for the Argentine people. Javier Mascherano, eternally thanks Diego for everything you gave us. Rest in peace. You earned it more than enough. Gerard Piquet, rest in peace, legend. Xavi, thank you, Diego. Eternal eternal legend and pure inspiration for football. Rest in peace. Um, Luis Suarez, a lot of strength in the family. A lot of strength to the family of a great and world football legend. Rest in peace, Diego Armando Maradona. Um, Iniesta, your memory will be eternal. You will not be forgotten. Rest in peace, Diego. Um, so... Yeah, uh, take a few moments. Appreciate the ones you love. Um, you know, it's just a reminder of uh, of kind of the, the shortness of life. Every time, you know, someone kind of we all collectively appreciate passes away, it's just a good chance to kind of recalibrate and think about what's important. Um, so, you know, rest in peace, Diego. Thank you for leaving us with such great memories. Even for those of us that didn't get to see you live, your, uh, your legend kind of speaks louder than... Um, and most football players kind of have the, the privilege of um, having that voice. I don't really know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, so let's move on. Um, Barcelona 4, Dynamo Kiev 0. Uh, Barcelona looked great. Um, I think this was a... This, 
you know, this isn't like a nice feel good, right? Um, they're four for four in the champions league. They cruise into the last 16. Um, I think it's, and we'll talk about this later. It's, uh, it's great that they have looked so good in the champions league, despite looking poor in La Liga. And, you know, that's due to a number of things. Um, the opponents they play, the, and they've also just played generally better in the champions league than they have in La Liga, but it's also due to some of the opponents they're playing. Um, Dests was the first United States player to score for Barcelona. Cool moment for uh, myself as a as an American, right? The United States men's national team. It's uh, nice to see this kind of progress. Uh, he looked great. It was nice to see Kuman give him a chance. Uh, Braithwaite, he looked great. Um, Braithwaite is someone that for the uh, for the veterans of the podcast. Like earlier this year, when he was first signed, Renato and I talked a lot about him, and we were both perplexed by the signing at first. Like I certainly made fun of it, but then afterwards, after a couple matches, and I can't remember what match it was specifically, but like Braithwaite looked good, and he added like a level of pace and some um, some dynamism. That dynamism, he added a dynamic quality to the Barcelona lineup. And it was fascinating to watch because it's like, okay, like we should give this guy more playing time, I guess. Like I don't, and so like, he's not going to be a consistent starter going forward, but I think hopefully it was a reminder to Kuman and to everyone else that like, he's a great uh, person to sort of interject into, um, into lineups or into a substitution when you need some sort of, um, when you need like a little boost. And I think it's foolish to think that, He's just someone you should sell off for a small profit. Um, attacking depth is something Barcelona need. Excuse me. Just got something caught my... Th- I ate some ice cream, and it's just not... That probably didn't sound great in the mic. Um, either way, Braithwaite, you can't give away attacking prowess. And like like it or not, Braithwaite is providing some good offensive talent. And until Griezmann, you know... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try not to talk about Griezmann in this podcast, but... Uh, you know, we can't wait on Griezmann forever, right? To be the kind of player we want him to be. And I'm not saying Braithwaite can fill those shoes, but he can do, you know, a decent job of attempting to fill the shoes, right? So hopefully, I hope they don't sell him. I hope he gets some more playing time. Either as a sub or in these kind of, um, like this was an important game, but it obviously wasn't that important, right? Um, they were able to rest a little bit. So I hope Braithwaite gets more opportunities in matches like this. Uh, Kuman, you know, he gets to pat himself on the back for some of these choices. It was a very youthful Barcelona team that looked dynamic and looked good. Um, the opponent had something to do with it, but I'm not going to sell Dynamo Kiev short. Like they're a solid team. Nevertheless, you know, congrats, Ronald. You, uh, you get to, you know, feel good about yourself this time. Um, Messi is up for the men's best player in the FIFA awards. Ter Stegen is up for best goalkeeper in the FIFA awards. Not surprising and not surprising. Um, before I head out, I did want to do, you know, five thankful things regarding Barcelona since it is Thanksgiving when this podcast is coming out or the day before, I'm not sure when it'll get posted. Um, probably the day before I'll probably post it late tonight. Um, so five things I'm thankful for in covering Barcelona or just regarding Barcelona. I am thankful. No, number one, I'm thankful for the insane fans. Uh, Barcelona fans are lunatics, rightfully so. Um, I think all great legendary sports teams in the world have lunatic fans, right? Um, 
Liverpool, the New York Yankees, the New York Knicks. Uh, why am I blanking on like both Milan teams? Um, just crazy fans kind of, and then obviously Barcelona and there's a bunch of, I don't know why I'm blanking on large sports teams right now. Uh, like a lot of college football teams, a lot of, there's, there's a lot of them either way. I'm getting away from the point. Barcelona fans are wild. They're irrational. They're hilarious. I love anytime anything negative happens at any Barcelona game, no matter how new the manager is, it's, you know, hashtag Kuman out just immediately hashtag Setien out after like a game, you know, it's like, the fans are crazy and irrational and it's hilarious. I love covering Barcelona because of the fans. Uh, they're like I said, you guys are insane. And most of the time it's good. Sometimes it's bad in a funny way. Either way, I love observing all of it. Um, I'm th- number two, I'm thankful for Lionel Messi. It's just, uh, this is, this goes without saying, you know, it's, he's a, a privilege to watch. It's uh, like I talked about regarding Maradona earlier, right? Like I wasn't alive. Um, when Maradona was playing, but, uh, you know, all I have are YouTube videos, right? And there's going to be a generation that comes where they didn't get to watch Lionel Messi play. And like, I'm getting to watch his prime and I'm, you know, I've been able to watch him at his best. I've seen him at, you know, his lowest moments and I get to cover him now. And it's the, it, it really is like a privilege and it's something that, uh, that I'm thankful for. Um, <laughs> number three, I'm thankful for the family members of Barcelona players always getting involved. Uh, Neymar, Griezmann, Messi, you know, some family members. There are others. I uh, Nothing excites me more than when Jill sends me an article to write up uh, about uh, so-and-so's family member commented on a transfer or commented on the relationship between these two players. It's just the best. I love when family members overextend themselves and get involved. No other industry, like politics, I guess, would be the other one, but like Barcelona sports for some reason and large football this is just kind of a thing even in the nba with the ball family a little bit but really like football is european football is the main place where this happens where like the family members can get involved and it's covered like news because it is and it's just it's the best it's so funny i hope it keeps happening uh number four i'm thankful we're set for presidential elections coming up uh hopefully a new chapter of barcelona gonna be a lot of interesting coverage leading up to that uh, it's gonna be interesting to see if they can convince messi to stay what sort of things to do at the managerial level, whether Kuman's their guy, or whether we move on to Xavi, or not if, but when. Number five, I'm thankful we qualified for the UCL for the you know the last 16, despite looking like crap in the Liga. I hopefully this gives Kuman time to you know sort of go back to the drawing board with what's happening in La Liga. Hopefully, ref, you know, figure some things out. And then uh, I guess honorable mention number six. Thank you to the people listening to the podcast. Uh, thank you for, you know, um, you've stuck around kind of last year while things got spun up and it was a little more inconsistent. This year, we've tried to be more consistent. There's bumps in the roads, right? Um, you know, audio problems here and there. Uh, me learning to host the podcast, still learning every day, every week. Uh, we're going to come back with some more guests, try to get the guests rolling in again after doing a few solo pods in a row. But appreciate everyone who has listened. Uh, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, Be sure to do so. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, all the places. For those of you that are in the United States and you are celebrating um, or enjoying, participating, whatever, some way in Thanksgiving, enjoy it. Have a happy Thanksgiving. For my European and other 
um, people in other countries listening to the podcast. Have a happy Thursday, and I will talk to you all next time. Appreciate it. <laughs>